Because if you recall, I started uh, the series we are looking at, Guard Your Heart, three weeks ago. And the very first part that we looked at was about us guarding our hearts in light of how we look at ourselves. Because the way we look at ourselves, most times is very different from the way God looks at us. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Good morning. It's good to see you in church. Amen. So we started looking at all these things. And I said the biggest challenge we have is that our thoughts most of the time are formed by the circumstances and the situations we are going through and not so much by what the word of God says. And that's where the challenge is. And I've been challenging us and say, let's look at ourselves in light of what the word of God says. So the very first week, we looked at what the word of God says about us and we had to weigh ourselves, measure ourselves in line with that word and say, but where do I exactly stand? Last week, we looked at another aspect. I think the first week we looked at ourselves and what the word of God says about health. It's as if we knew all this is going to come up. And then last week we looked at, in light of the word of God, what the word of God says about prosperity. Not all these things that have been confused in the world. And that if we follow what God's word says, then we are bound to walk in what God's word says. Amen? Because he is the Lord and he does not change. Amen. And today I want us to look at uh, two things again. I will focus on protection and I'll focus on the future. I think one of the greatest challenges we have is most of the times we think about how my future unfolds. So go around the How are things going to come out? And when you look at this point, thank God in Malawi we are still moving up and down. But we go down to South Africa, I was talking to a friend in South Africa. They are under total lockdown for one days. People are just in the house. You can't go to work. And you have to begin to think about the person who depends on selling tomato on the side of the road. How is he going to survive? And how is she going to survive? And so many other countries where things are like those are going on at the moment. And when you are in a situation like that, to begin to think what God's word says, because even if you are believing for a miracle that somebody is going to knock on your door and bring you a loaf of bread, they have been told they can't go on the road. So only God can take care of you in that kind of a situation. So thank God that we can still meet here in church and uh, encourage each other in terms of what does the word of God say about our future? What does the word of God say about our protection? Let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 4, 23, which is our main scripture. And uh, I'll quickly go through that and then we go to the two things that we want to see God's word saying about us in light of protection and in light of our future. And I would like you to know that our future is going to be great. Our future is going to be bright. The Lord will take care of all this that is going on through right now. Somebody say amen. Proverbs 4, 
23. The tree of life vision says, Guard your heart diligently, for from it flow the springs of life. Other visions say, for from it flow the issues of life. Proverbs 23, 7, but stresses that point because it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So basically what we have seen over the past two weeks is to say, we as a people really, we are what we think. What you think is exactly who you are and what you are. And, and that's why the Bible says, guard your heart. Guard your heart for from there comes and flows the springs of life, the issues of life. They come right there from the heart. You can face the same situation. Two people can go through the same situation as I said two weeks ago. One can completely break down in the same situation and another person thrive through that same situation for one simple thing. The source of where your strength comes from. Amen? And our strength comes from God Lord. Who does not change? Do we face the situations as everyone else? We do. And hallelujah. We do. And that's why our knowledge of God is very crucial. When you change the way you think as a person, something profound happens. It changes immediately the way you feel. Just because you have changed the way you've been thinking. You're going to feel totally, totally differently. Same situation, but just because you have changed the way you are thinking, your feelings at the very same time, they again begin to change. And when you change the way that you feel, it will change automatically the way you are going to act in a situation. Thinking, feeling, eventually acting. A lot of the actions we have taken, the panic buying that has been happening across the world, is because of the way people are thinking, the way they are feeling, and immediately it makes them to act in a totally different way. I looked at some, uh, I was looking at a few things, comments that people have been putting up, whereby somebody just goes and buys a whole box of sanitizers. And you begin to think, okay, you're going to use it for how long? Is it important to sanitize? Yes. Is it important to wash hands? Yes. Is it important? All the precautions need to be taken. But when, because of the way you are thinking, which influences the way you feel, it makes you to act in a certain way. Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible says, guard your heart diligently, for from it flow the issues of life, the springs of life. As the man thinks, so is he. He thinks, he feels, he acts. Hallelujah. Behind every self-defeating act that we have taken ourselves in, there is always a lie that we believe in eventually. So, the moments that we have gone through with these self-defeating acts, it's always because there was a lie. It may be a lie about ourselves. It may be a lie about our past. It may be a lie about our future. It may be a lie about God. It may be a lie about others. I always marvel at the world that when there is an earthquake, people say the acts of God. 
there is a flood, people say the acts of God. If something happens, the people say the acts of God. Now we know there is somebody else behind who causes all these things. Hallelujah. And, and, and we need to be able to have this understanding of saying, this God I believe in. Who is he? What does he say? Hallelujah. And I will show you a few things uh, in, even in line with history. For you to begin to understand, this God said this at this point, and he fulfilled it 730 years later. He fulfilled it 220 years later. He fulfilled it 200 years later. That same God is the God we serve today. Hallelujah. Amen, church. At least one thing you can have to say is amen. Because I'm really trying very hard to make you hear what I'm saying. So encourage me too. Amen. amen. So say amen now. Amen. We have to smile. Why should our smiles go because of Corona? There's Corona of death and there's the Corona of life. Amen? Why do we as people do something that we know is bad for us? Because a lot of things that sometimes we do and, and they're bad. Why do we do them? It's because we think there is a certain kind of payoff that we are going to get when we do that. And that makes us do that. But that is a lie. It's a total, total lie. You can only change and fulfill God's purpose for your life if you start with God's truth. And that's why I have been sharing these things. I think you have never seen me read a lot of scriptures in a service. It's because I want you to know this is the truth of God's word. And because this is the truth of God's word, if we are going to fulfill our purpose in life, if we are going to attain the things that God says concerning us and concerning everything else, then we better go to what the truth is, which is God's word. Hallelujah. If you want to change the way you live, you need to start in your mind. That's why the Bible says, guard your mind. Guard your heart. You need to know and believe God's truth. We have said two important things. We don't choose where we are born, but where we are born, it influences us. But the second most important thing is the belief system. So there are others, because of the belief system, you can actually be in church. Hear God's word and say, but for me, what I believe is this. What I believe is this. I had a child with pastor just before service. We were talking about so many other things. And I said, but Amos, when we look at all these things, really, either us as a nation, either us as the world, anything else that is going on in the world right now is really to do with the belief system. Amen? And, and the most shocking thing, I, I think I have forgotten who posted something on the group. Uh, they, they what, uh, either, it's either couples, it's either the church, or, but I know it was only KICC group. So there is this pastor who is preaching, he says, just one plague. Just one plague. The whole world system collapses. And immediately when I saw that, and, and we found actually scripture, Psalm 91, you were going to find it there, it talks about a plague. You shall not come here, you're dwelling. And, and I was saying, now I want to imagine if this was one plague in Egypt those days, what happened when they were now dead? Imagine after Corona, then there were lights. Oh, everybody else has to go through life, and then there are frogs. I want 
you imagine? Just look at what is going on in the world right now. Because this corona, we, we can't see. We know it's real, right? Eh? It's real. But we can't see. That's why we're washing our hands and everything else and all those other things. But I want you to imagine that, that after this, after we have been hit, the way we have been hit, like this, thousands and thousands of people dying, then the next thing is frogs. And they're coming into our homes. You close the door, they come. They, they just come through. Some of them as if they were, they were uh, born right inside the house. And then you have lies. As, as soon as that, uh, and then the Bible says, but the heart of Pharaoh was being hardened. I'm looking at the world today and say, hey, because you would imagine that if people are going to rush to God, but uh, uh, and so somebody said, this is a dress rehearsal. We need to understand after this, there is rapture coming. Amen? And then we need to prepare ourselves. We have to believe in God's truth. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. John chapter 8, 32. We have to know the truth. And I've been praying and saying, church, may the Lord teach us how to change our thoughts with regard to ourselves in line with what his word says about each situation. We don't know what's going to happen. Tomorrow Zimbabwe is going under lockdown. And I was talking to the pastor in Zim. He says we are going under a lockdown. Now if you've been to Zim and you saw the situation in Zim, to go through a lockdown, or just this week, the government says, okay, let, let us all go back again to using the US dollar. That tells you the economy is not good. And then they say, now, lockdown. What's happening now? And then you look, Mozambique, things are going on, Tanzania, things are going on, Zambia, Mexico, things are going on. If Malawi, Botswana, I've forgotten the other countries, are the only ones that are, for now, they are the only ones that have said zero. So I want to talk today about two things. Protection. In the moment that we are in, with everything that we have read, we have seen in the news, anything that is in the newspaper, thank you very much. But one thing we know is that our God still reigns. Hallelujah. That one, that truth has to be within us. That our God still reigns. We have heard everything else in the news. And sometimes, please, please, if you know your heart cannot hold some things, just avoid reading some things. Amen? There is a story that is told about some frogs. That there were some frogs that were on the race. And so many things were happening when they were on that race. But there was one frog that never gave up. And they only discovered that this frog was deaf after the frog won the race. I know it's not. But what they were trying to say is that this frog got the point that because it was there, it, it was not hearing anything else that was going on. And in these days of social media and everything else, they say, Lord, that you're going to hear. be very careful with what you hear. Possibly, if there can be anything else, then it should be these scriptures. We have heard enough. 
Wash your hands. Sincere. And all the other things. And then the next one is to say, God, what does your word say? So here is what God says in his word. Psalm 9 verse 9. Says, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. The times we are in, these are times of trouble. And in this time of trouble, the Lord says, I am the Lord who do not change. And therefore, I will be a refuge of you when you are oppressed by what is going on in the world. And at the very same time, I will be your refuge in a time of trouble. So we need to be able to say that. And say, you know what, Lord? You are my refuge in a time of trouble. When you know that, when things are going on, it's going to make you to behave differently. And people will wonder, why? You say, because I know, I know, I know, I know, the Lord is my refuge. Amen. Psalm 46. God is our refuge. Second time. Third time now. That word is coming out. God is our refuge. And strength. A very present help in trouble. So now you begin to see that God doesn't take the trouble away. But when the trouble is there, he says, I am your refuge. I am your very present help. Where? Right in the presence of trouble. Hallelujah. Therefore, because we know that the Lord is our refuge, in the, he is our strength. A very present help in times of trouble. Verse 2 of Psalm 46 says, Therefore we will not fear. Hallelujah. Therefore we will not fear. Even if the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river. Whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. Just at the break of dawn, the nations rage. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. These are the things we need to speak to ourselves. Even the whole world, the kingdoms are moved. If coronavirus gets to the point of attacking Prince Charles and Boris Johnson, then you know it's not a joke. Hallelujah. You know it's not a joke. And you look at yourself, where you live. You say this one. How is it not coming here? The Lord is your refuge. Hallelujah. The Lord is our refuge. A very present help in time of trouble. And then we need to speak this to ourselves. You, you have to imagine there are some places, if you go to Lagos, there are people who have got their houses on water. Their houses just float. And it's so bad. It's so close to each other like that. So even if they say one meter apart, the houses are not one feet apart already. Hallelujah. And so God says, in moments like this, I want you to know, I am your God. I am your God. I am your refuge. I am your protector. 
and you have to say, I know the Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord, the God of Jacob is our refuge. And if you don't know that Jacob, then you go and try to find out who this Jacob is. Hallelujah. Since come before the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes woes, seas to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He bends the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. Now if he has no clue of who he is and of what he is talking about, he wouldn't be saying, be still and know that I am God. Because I can stand like this when I'm not still. Where I become still is in the heart, is in the mind. It's because I know the Lord of hosts. When you hear the Lord of hosts, it talks about the Lord, the commander of the armies of the Lord. It's like what Elisha, I think it's Elisha who told his servant, he says, I'm aware. Because what he's seeing, he's all this army that has surrounded us, but he doesn't know that those with us are actually greater than those who are against us. What is, what is it that God says? Yes, the plague shall come, but it shall not come near your dwelling. The question has to be, how is God going to do that? He can only do that because there is a lot of hearts. Hallelujah! says, I will be exalted among the nations. After all this thing has come and passed, one thing we know, God is going to be exalted among the nations. He says, I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Hallelujah. So these are the things we need to read. These are the things we need to speak to ourselves and, and, and begin to say, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, ultimately, ultimately, my prayer is that ultimately after all this thing has happened, the world will realize and know that all we want is God. And speak like that. The Lord is my shepherd. What does the shepherd do? The shepherd protects the sheep. And that's why we can say our protection is in the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. And then he says, he makes me lie down in great pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. But then there is the reason why he leads you beside the still waters. The reason why he restores your soul. There's the reason why he makes you to lie down in green pastures. There's the reason why he leads you in the path of righteousness. And the answer lies in that verse 3. He says, for his name's sake. So all this living beside the still waters. All this protecting. All this restoring of the soul. All this making us lie down in green pastures. All this leading us on the path of righteousness. At the end of the day, it's for his what? Name's sake. It's the kind of things that God begins to say. And therefore you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Hallelujah. Says this, yeah, even though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because right now, our minds can get so busy thinking about the corona happens in nobody No! Focus on what the word of God is saying. It is the value of the shadow of death we are walking in. 
When you look at the numbers that have died in the US, the numbers that have died in Italy, the numbers that have died in Spain, the numbers that have died all over there, and you begin to think their health system is better than our health system. I will not say something else to you, but I met somebody else, so I will not say something to you. I only told my wife. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, I said, no, thank you very much for telling me this. But I want you to know, we can be here and be thinking, the Lord is refuge. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil, for we know the Lord is with us, His rod and His staff, they comfort us. And He says, this God prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies. And He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If there is a place to dwell, it's here. It's in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it says that His goodness. And, and we need to know that, that the goodness of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord, because we trust in God, it will follow us all the days of our lives. That's the kind of thing we need to think about. Psalm 34, 7, and then 15 to 22 says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. Church, I want to encourage us one thing. This is no time to play around with sin. It's a time to say, Lord, you know what? Help me to walk in righteousness. So if, if I'm afraid of this, but one thing, God, that should come out of this is that I fear you. Because the Bible says the Lord encamps the angel of the Lord encamps those who fear him and delivers them. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. I pray for you. The Lord is guarding your bones right now. Not even one bone is going to get broken. Why? Because you fear the Lord. Hallelujah. Since evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned, the Lord redeems the soul of his servants. And none of those who trust in Him shall be condemned. When you trust in God, the promise is, none of those who trust in God shall be condemned. When evil has come, the Bible says, evil shall slay the wicked, but not the righteous. This is what we need to stand on. A friend of mine sent me something else very interesting. And so the person said, if you see a coffin pass by, just know that inside there there's beer, come and drink with us. So true, it was true. Then he showed me, then he sent me a clip of people. I said, yeah, people, people are people. But you know what, when I saw through that, I said, this is what you call a stronghold. Because if, if you do panic buying, you can't, if you buy beer for 21 days, uh, That's all. And I, I have to think, somebody else literally goes to the supermarket. 
of all the things that he has to buy, he has to buy beer to sustain him for twenty. Yeah. You are really under bondage. Because that's the time to fear the Lord. Because you know the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Let's go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. I want you to see what God is saying about us. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. When we are talking about a fortress, David in the Chipupa, after Chipupa, after Chipupa, after Chipupa, after Swa Chipupa, so I remember, I can't even say Chipupa, just you read. And God says, I am your defense. I am your fortress. I am your refuge. And then he says, surely, he shall cover you under, uh, he shall deliver you from the snare of the farmer and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your buckler, shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Those five, this five and verse six is basically saying there is ever present danger, but the Lord our God is our refuge. Hallelujah. Says a thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. Even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague like Corona virus. Come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life. With long life. We lie. Satisfy him and show him my salvation. I pray, may the Lord give you long life. I pray, may the Lord grant you his salvation and show you his salvation. May, I pray, may the Lord be with you in this time. Some of us are going to still go, business has slowed down, a lot of things have slowed down. These are hard times, but you know one thing the Lord is with us. Thank God, so both of you will say, I don't eat pumpkin. Okay. Suit yourself. We will eat the banana and we will eat the potato and we will eat the cassava. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us. He will sustain us through this. He will keep us. The Bible says, and He will not allow any plague come near our dwelling. So when they say, check, did they go to a country where there is coronavirus? Isolation. If there is wisdom in that. Amen. So, Pulandila Alendo Wandila Ababa Dijepetsekai. Hallelujah. Let's just slow down on those other kind of things. There's a reason why. Don't do some crazy things like that clip we saw. The guy says, I am going to China. I'm going to defeat Corona right there. And then the next clip we saw was that he was on a bed. That's a lot of wisdom. 
Amen. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. The Bible says in Psalm 121. He says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? Says, my help comes from the Lord. Our help, church, I want you to understand, comes from God. No one else. He says, who made heaven and earth? It says, he will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Mulungu ameneti mambembeza sama ozena. Hallelujah. Mama kutu wa ozena. Hallelujah. I'm asking a question. So why are you not answering? This mulungu ameneti sama ozena. Huh? He doesn't do it. This he neither he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So as we continue going to work, the Lord says, I will watch over you. I will preserve you as you go out to work. And as you come back from work, as you come back from business, I will also be with you. I am going to be your defense in this time. And I pray, let that be our portion. Psalm 38 verse 78 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you revive, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand will serve me. Verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. I don't know what your concern is. But as you fear God. As you walk after the Lord. As you desire Him. The Lord says, I will perfect that which concerns you. He says, your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Hallelujah. Isaiah 25 Isaiah 25 and I'm reading verse 4 to 5 and then verse 9 it says in verse 4 for you have been a strength to the poor a strength to the needy in his distress a refuge from the storm a shade from the heat for the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall you will reduce the noise of aliens as heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud, the song of the terrible ones will be diminished. And then in verse 9, he says, And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will serve us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Church, understand, any salvation we experience in this time, it is of the Lord. And that's why he says, I am doing this for my name's sake. Hallelujah. Isaiah 35, verse 4. This is what the Bible says there. A lot of scriptures. But it's to prepare us. Verse 4 says, Say to those who are fearful hearted. If anybody in church today is fearful, then the God, God, the God himself says, Say to them, Say to those who are fearful hearted. Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the 
recompense of God, he will come and save you. Hallelujah. Only one person said amen. Since you come and save you, he will come and save you. Isaiah 41 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 54 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every time which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Luke 10, 19 to 20. Behold, I give you authority to trump on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. That the spirits are subject to you. But rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Church, at the end of all this. When it has passed, let our assurance be that my name is written in heaven. Hallelujah. We have to be assured my name is written in heaven. Because it may happen. You meet somebody else who is contaminated. Uh, who has been infected, not contaminated, who has been infected with all this that's going on. And then eventually you, you become infected. We will pray that the Lord says you. We will pray that the Lord delivers you. But in case it happens that you go ahead of us, don't make us live here and wondering and say, Hallelujah. That's why we need to fear God. That's why if, if we have never been sure of our salvation, this is the time to say, I'm willing to find the consensus in Hallelujah, church. Let's not play around. If others want to drop, let them drop. But for us, we know the God whom we serve. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 4.18 And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And the reason why he is preserving us is for his heavenly kingdom. Second Thessalonians 3 3. But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Hebrews 13 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. I want you to follow me in this way and say, Father, thank you. For you have promised. That you will never leave me. Nor forsake me. Even in the times we are in right now. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus name. Amen. John 14 1 says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. So if anything else. Believe in what God is saying in his word. John 16.33. Which I quoted earlier on. Says. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I want to tell you the conclusion of the matter. When all these things have passed, one thing shall be true, that our God has overcome the world.
Our faith and our belief in God is not in vain. And that's what is making us not to be shaken. Finally, let me talk about your future. Because we all be, so that's about protection. Now, he wouldn't have said all these things. If God was a liar, he wouldn't have said all these things. And you can add Malachi 3 6. He says, For I am the Lord, and I do not change. That's why sometimes you hear me when I pray, I say, God, I want to thank you. Because before the beginning began, you were God. After the beginning began, you remain God. And even as now, you are remaining, you are exactly the same. And you even declare that heaven and earth one day will pass away. But you will be God. Lord, thank you. I believe in God is not in vain. And that's why I want you to know all this that's going on right now. Don't even be worried. Keep bothered. Keep bothered. That's not the issue. Amen? That's not the issue. The issue is that the God who serve is God. Hallelujah. And he will take care of us. So let's talk about our future. Psalm 25. Verse 12 to 13. says, Who is that man that fears the Lord? Church, refuge, and the fear of the Lord. So he says, Who is that man that fears the Lord? Whom shall he teach in the way he chooses? Whose word? God's word. That's why it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Says, he, he shall he teach in the way he chooses. And then in verse 13 he says, he himself shall dwell in prosperity. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. So even midst of all these things, the Lord says, you know what my son, you know what my daughter, fear me. And then I will teach you my way. And this is the way that I will choose for you. And you can be assured if God chooses a way for us, then it's a good way. And then he says, He Himself will dwell in prosperity. So we are sure. Ahead of us, there is prosperity. And He says, And His descendants shall inherit the earth. Why? Because we fear the Lord. Psalm 34, verse 11 to 14. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life? I think right now, you ask that question and say, who, who desires life right now? You are going to see almost everyone there is in Abraham. But then this, and he says, and then the, the, that truth carries on, he says, who is the man who, who desires life? Uh, who desires life? And loves many days. Now, John 36, 11 last week, say, if they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Something like that. So he says, then he says, I'll teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may seek good? The answer now comes in this 13. Keep your tongue from evil. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And the Lord 
God says, you do this, ah, I guarantee life. You do this, then I guarantee many days. But what you have to do is keep your time from evil, because the wars start from there. When you hear people are fighting, it is the time. Sometimes the way to avoid a fight is to keep quiet. You are being stupid and foolish, but you are wise. Because if you argue with a fool, people can't differentiate who is a fool. You understand what I'm saying, church? There sometimes you give up your rights to be right. Since you just keep your time, keep your lips from speaking deceit. Everything that is going on via social media, a lot of it, some of it is not true. Ask yourself, is what I am sending true or not true? Because it may cause other people to panic about things that they are not supposed to panic. And God says, keep your time from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil. Psalms chapter 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree, planted by rivers of running water, whose leaf does not wither. And whatsoever he does, and by say, bears fruit in his season. And whatever he does, he prospers. Hallelujah, church. So depart from evil. I think this is the time that we learn to depart from evil and do good. Because we don't know where we may go. So see peace. If you, if you have been fighting with somebody else and you know it's a good time, actually, so let's sort out this issue. Let's resolve the issues. I'm planning to seek peace fast. You run away, the Bible says, pursue it. You resolve the issues. That's godliness. Hallelujah. So, anybody else to go and sort out some issues in church this morning? Don't raise up your hand. Psalm 139, verse 16. Your eyes saw my substance being and being yet unformed. And in your book all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. Church, I want you to understand. The back here, the writer of, of, of Psalm 139 says, You know what, Lord? You even saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, God, they were all written. All the days of my life, you wrote them there. And he says, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. And because you didn't know that you'll be here this day, the very same God we serve, because he lives, we confess tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because he lives, all fear is God. Because he has brought us this far, he will bring us to tomorrow. So one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking for you. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4, 18. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter until the perfect day. There's a day that's coming that the Bible's calling the perfect day. And it says the path of the just 
going to that perfect day is just like the shining sun and it shines brighter and brighter and brighter while you fear God. Amen. Amen. Psalm 19.21 There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. There are many plans. All of us have many plans. Some of us may be planning to get married. Others may be planning to get a job. Others may be planning to travel. I was actually supposed to go away after next week. Trip cancelled. Lockdown. Planes not flying. Borders closed. Supermarkets closed. I can begin to imagine the electricity bill that has to be born in just trying to keep food fresh. You can't transfer food. You can't do that. Even Wuhan, they only partially opened it yesterday. And the interesting thing is that people can only go in, but they can come out. But you know what the Lord said? The path of the just is like the shining sun. It shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day, because you will perfect that which concerns you. Psalm 9, Proverbs 19, 21. Oh, that's what I just read. There are many, many, many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel son. Isaiah 40, 28. I read that one earlier. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting Lord, the Father, neither faints nor is weary. And then later on, as you come to verse 31, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As far as the future is concerned, God says, You may run right now, but you're not going to become weary. You may get to the point that now you are walking, but you're not going to faint. Why? Because I will renew your strength. And I pray for somebody this morning. May the Lord renew your strength. Hallelujah. Isaiah 46 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things that are not yet done. Saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. In all this it shall be so. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and not a hope. Joel 2, 25-26. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. The crawling locusts. The consuming locusts. And the chewing locusts. My great army which I send among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God Who has dealt wondrously with you And I love that last part Which he repeats in verse 28 And he says And my people shall never be put to shame And I want you to know As far as our future is concerned God is saying And my people shall never be put to shame Which means shame is not your portion Hallelujah It says those who look after the Lord their faces shall be radiant and they shall not be put to shame. We may go through hard times, but we shall never be put to shame. Nobody is going to say, 
They said they believe in God. Where is their God? Let them wait and see, for we know who is going to have the last laugh. Our God. Hallelujah. Romans 8 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. The Father is saying, Let us pursue after righteousness, that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. Philippians 1 6. Be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let me just show you how faithful God is by three case studies. I'll just read the scripture and tell you it was fulfilled this time. First Kings chapter 3, 2 to 5. Jeroboam had faith on doing evil. And until then, he ended up erecting another altar. And made the children of Israel to sin against their God. In, therefore, in First Kings chapter 13, 2 to 5, it's that story I've just given quickly. God sent a prophet. And in verse 2, the prophet, when he arrived there, he said that he cried against the altar by the word of the Lord. And he said, Oh, altar, altar. That says the Lord. Behold a child, Josiah by name. <laughs> I love it. When God says, I, before you were even formed, I knew you. And all your days I fashioned thee that you should walk in them. And now we know one example, Josiah. Says a child, Josiah by name, shall be born to the house of David. And on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who bear incense on you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. And he shall give a and he gave a sign. The same day saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Surely the altar shall split apart, and the ashes on it shall be poured out. So it came to pass when King Jeroboam, because King Jeroboam finally had power, finally had authority, thought that he was God, then King Jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Arrest him! Then his hand, which he stretched toward him, with her, so that he could not pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. The funny, interesting thing is that he had to take 200 years. It took 200 years. Because later on, when you go, you, you, you can go later on, when you go to 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 15 to 16, he says, Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel, and the high place which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, had made, both the altar and the high place he broke down, and he burned the high place and crushed it to powder, and burned the wooden image. As Josiah turned, he saw the tombs, that were on the mountain, and he sent and took the bones of the tombs and bent them on the altar and defiled it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. I want you to know, learn of God's word. Now, 
Nine of them shall remain not unfulfilled. For each and every word that has proceeded from the mouth of God shall be fulfilled. In Isaiah 9, another story. Isaiah, remember I told you Isaiah was prophesying, though he lived in the 8th century, but he was he prophesied mainly to the southern kingdom of Judah. In his by prophecy in Isaiah 9 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the garment will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The interesting thing, even though Isaiah had prophesied, it had to take 730 years later for that word to be fulfilled. Because after you come to the book of Malachi, there was a divine silence from God of 400 years. But 730 years later, we read in Luke chapter 2-7, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. Jesus was born. Amen? Hallelujah. When you read the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 1, and right in verse 1, you see something profound. Because of the way the Bible has been put together, sometimes you begin to think Ezra came before Isaiah. But actually Ezra was after Isaiah. And there's a reason why I'm saying that. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. In verse 1, there is something else very profound. It says, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Now, these kings, these kings, ruled between 740 and 500 BC. That's when these kings ruled. And that was the time when Isaiah was a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah. And in Isaiah 44, 28, he gave a prophecy which carries on to Isaiah 45, verse 6. As I begin to quote. This is what Isaiah prophesied. He says, Who says of Cyrus? Now Cyrus was, was after Nebuchadnezzar. Amen? I'll give you the history later. But it was after Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is the one who took all these guys into captivity. And later on, the rest of the stories. But who says of Cyrus? The time Isaiah is giving this prophecy, Cyrus is not there. Hallelujah. Because when you read about Cyrus, it actually says, I think it was born somewhere around 589, I've forgotten, 589 BC, somewhere thereabouts. But Cyrus is not a Jew, Cyrus is from Persia. Isaiah is prophesying in the southern kingdom of Judah. And he is prophesying there, and he says to them, 
who says of silence, many in God, he is my shepherd, and he shall perform all my pleasure. Saying to Jerusalem, you shall be rebuilt, and to the temple, your foundation shall be laid. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him, and loose the arm of kings, to open before him the double doors, so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze, and cut the bars of iron. I'll give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, I am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have called you by your name. I have named you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will build you, though you have not known me. That they may know from the rising of the sun is setting down that there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. So later on when Cyrus is born and he comes up to defeat Babylon when you read history it says that by the time he came to Babylon he didn't fight. The gates were opened for him and he comes in and others have said possibly the man he made at that point was Daniel. And Daniel showed him the prophet of Isaiah and said, this is what Isaiah prophesied concerning you some 220 years before that you're going to do this. And Cyrus reads that and history says when he read that, then because now in 539 BC when the Persian and Median kingdoms under the rule of King Cyrus subdued the Babylonian Empire in 538 BC King Cyrus makes a public declaration granting the Jews the right to return to Judah and rebuild the temple. And that's what you see in Ezra chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. This is what he says. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, 538 BC. I've told you that's a year. That the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. Jeremiah prophesies, Isaiah prophesies, says the Lord says that spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all the kingdom and put it in writing, says, that says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you? All of these people. May his God be with him. And let him go out to Jerusalem, which is in Judah. And build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God who is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of this place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the free will offerings from the for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. I want you to know there are things that we have heard about God. The fact that they may not be fulfilled in our time doesn't mean they will not be fulfilled. Because we serve the Lord who watches over His word to perform it. I want to finish with these words. There is no need to be scared about the future. For the Lord our God has taken care of everything else in heaven. Jesus said in this world we have tribulation. It says that be of good cheer, have peace, because I have overcome the world. We 
will speak like Job in Job 19.25. says, even if my sin is destroyed, but one thing I know is that in the flesh, we desire a substitute. I think for us as a church, whatever is going on in the world right now should make us understand and know there is a God in heaven. He rules and reigns in the affairs of the children of men. There is nothing that is happening in the world right now which is not part and parcel of what the Lord had already taken care of. May these times we are living in make us not to harden our hearts, but make our hearts to seek the Lord more. Amen? For at the end of the day, His counsel shall stand. The few things you need to do after this, if there are people you need to resolve issues with, resolve them. Amen? Because when Zon says it's that it's easy to go where Zani, is rapture coming ahead. And when you read the book of Revelation, it is very clear that when rapture has taken place, the church is not going to be here. The Lord will have taken his church. So one day, I'll fly away, oh glory. One day. This should help us to fear the Lord Walk with the Lord more. Seek to be just. Seek to walk with God. Be upright. Shun evil. Fear God. And say, Lord, help me to stand right before you. Because when all be sustained, is everywhere. And that reward is that our names are written in the book of life. Once the world is hardening in their hearts, when you look at what goes on in the United Kingdom, actually I was reading about France. In France, just a few years ago, they started closing churches and selling them to Muslims for them to, in Germany for them to become Muslims. Same stuff in France. The churches that their parents built and said, this is to the God of heaven. The God we serve and Allah are not the same. Amen? And the God we serve, he says, my glory I will not share with man. When the sons of man decide to act wickedly against the Lord, he says, to the just, I show myself just. But to the wicked, I show myself May not be your person. The Lord be just to you. Because you fear the Lord, because your mouth will speak easy. And because you are not the one who is right in the middle of the seat. But you fear God. So, it is well. Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, we bless you, we lift up your name. It's amazing, Lord, that you have taken care of all this. 
even before it all began in the world. We stand rest assured that you are the God who neither faints or become weary in times of difficulty. And we pray in Jesus' name. As your word says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Strengthen us, O Lord, that we don't faint in the days of adversity. For your word says, he who faints in the day of adversity, his strength is small. We pray, strengthen us, O Lord. We pray, help us understand, Lord, that your word says, fear not, for I am with you. I am your God. I will help you here. I will pour you with my righteous right hand. I will us with your righteous right hand. There are moments when the walk is tough. But Lord, sustain us to the end. We give you glory. We give you praise. As we even honor you this morning. We declare you are the Lord our God. And thank you Lord. That you do not change. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. I don't know if anybody brought a tithe today. If you brought a tithe, please just uh, kindly stand up. I want to pray for you. If you stand through the bank, still stand up. We need to pray for you. There's always power in prayer. So let's pray. Father, we live in unprecedented times. But even in the unprecedented times, you said 